Oh, hello. How's everybody doing? Uh, thank you for joining us here on Twitch for Hey Did You See This One for a very special Saturday evening, late afternoon edition. Late afternoon. Um, so it's my birthday month, uh, and I want to make sure I get my shit in. Um, but He's I been drunk for all of it. I've been wasted. Uh, the, basically, though, what happened was um, the first the first week I got laid off. Um, so I had to look for a job. So we didn't do that week. And then last week I was in Halifax. So I wanted to make sure that I got at least the three Weird Al movies. And we originally uh, wanted to do a fourth movie, which was going to be um, Popstar, uh, starring Andy Samberg and Lonely Island Boys. I... Um, Wanted to do that. It's probably not going to get done for this line of uh, movies, but we will get to it eventually one day. That oh, being yeah. said, we're here. I'm your host this week, as it is my birthday week, and I'm joined as always with my beautiful co-host Stephen and Kaylin. How are you guys doing on swell. this fine Saturday afternoon? So swell. It's so nice out. It's beautiful. It's hot. It's hot in here. It's hot in here, and everybody's wearing clothes. Um, if you've noticed, I'm wearing short shorts and a hoodie. <laughs> I've got my Hawaiian shirt on. In uh, it's more like a Samoan shirt. I'm realizing this is like Samoan. I'm saving my Hawaiian for the next two. For the next two. Well, um, I would like to thank you guys for indulging me because I am a huge fan of Weird Al. We are doing uh, the movie. I guess you could call it a movie. It's more like a it's more like a mockumentary, uh, poorly done mockumentary. This is not uh, a movie. <laughs> Let me just put my foot down right now. This I know it's not Steve, a movie. I knew Steve was going to have issues with this. It's it's not very good, uh, but the thing it holds nostalgic value for me, and it is it is sort of a up to up to nineteen eighty five up to that point um, look back at Weird Al's career, sort of uh, through the lens of Weird Al. Uh, we get to see um a lot of music videos in there it is sort of like how they make music video videos or they used to back in the day with a with a little bit of a loose uh string of um narrative throughout typically uh they're a little bit more serious like madonna had one in the early 90s that was or in the 80s that was like this where she's like getting ready to do a concert and then it would show like concert footage um and also i think this is a direct parody since weird al everything he does is a parody of something this is sort of a direct parody of uh, Spinal Tap. Obviously, Spinal Tap is way better, much better, a million times better. But this movie, so we'll just we'll just get right into our history with this movie, and I'll just go first, just to give you guys. I want to let you guys know why I made you guys sit through this, and there's a couple of reasons. First and foremost, I remember renting this from a video store in the early '90s. And I used to rent it all the time because I wanted to watch the music videos. I was obsessed with Weird Al. And also my, so I've seen, I've actually seen this like probably 20 times, but like in a very short period of time when I was 12, you know? And uh, during that era, um, we didn't get a lot of Weird Al music videos on TV, except for when he took over completely through uh, Al Music, which we do get a glimpse of in this uh in at with al tv he um he used to do that on on mtv obviously and i was just so captivated by him taking over a whole station uh the the, the al music ones did you guys ever see al music did you see when he took over much music he did a few times 
I've seen a couple of his music videos, but not the takeover thing. Though. I you didn't watch much music. Okay. Well, I watched a lot of much music as a kid. What and, I did watch was the Weird Al kids cartoon show on the ABC when I was a kid. I remember that. Again, you guys are a little older than me, so I am like, even at that young of an age, two years is a lot that's <laughs> for true. like consumption of stuff. Um, well, but yeah, like the cartoon, the kids show, uh, Al, Al, the Weird Al show, I loved also. Um, but I was, I had outgrown it a little bit, but it was on that like, saturday morning block of cartoons and i remember yeah, watching i think i was it. like 11 or 10 or 11 when it came out maybe so a little older 14 15 which which is a little bit old for the brand of comedy that it was but yeah, i was running, not in high school yet <laughs> i yeah. know that much i believe running with scissors came out around when that came out with the uh the force the saga begins yeah that came in 99 99 yeah right before the movie because he weird al got his hands on a script and he wrote the song the saga begins he didn't even have the script he had a description of what happens in the movie from george lucas just saying like oh this is basically what happens and he's like okay okay and i mean pretty accurate pretty accurate Roger brinks um but this particular thing was the first time that i got anything any context of weirdo outside of cassette tapes seeing him like really like act i guess he's not the greatest actor but he you know you know he doesn't really claim to be an actor um and that's basically my history with it now i haven't gone back and rewatched it since till today basically i was kind of we almost didn't do this episode today because this life's been so hectic for for us um but i'm glad we could get together to talk about it because there there's some stuff to talk about in this thing it's it i had some sensible chuckles steve's looking at us with disdain because i made him watch this i think kaylin may have enjoyed it slightly more uh in the chat earlier kaylin said this movie actually reminds him of me and i totally get that because my brand of comedy i was having all these core memories on lock as i was watching and i was like wow i used to quote the fucking shit out of this movie but yeah we'll go to steve next i'm sure your yours is going to be super long your history with this with this film yeah i watched it uh about an hour and a half ago for the first time ever um yeah i don't really have I don't even I didn't even know this movie existed until you said that we were gonna do it for the show. So um yeah. Don't have a history with it. Zero history. What's Today your hi- is my first. What's your um what's your history with Weird Al? Like you said you watched this show. Um and- uh, well my friend Matt Durak, his older sister had a couple of the Weird Al albums when we were kids. So I um that sister's cool. I remember liking them but i wasn't like i didn't really know a lot of the songs that were being parodied i knew a few of them because they were like you know super popular songs on the radio and stuff but uh it took a little while for me to kind of get into weird al i think around the sixth grade is probably when i uh started to really get into it and then i bought it wasn't my first cd that i ever bought but it was one of the first cds that i ever bought was a weird al cd Ooh. and uh then i bought a couple others and familiarized myself with the music that he was parodying for the most part even now there are still songs that i'm like i don't even know what song this is <laughs> that he's parodying I think they're all parodies huh i don't think they're all parodies no they're not no i know that but like 
even some of the ones that are parodies i'm like i don't <laughs> ever heard they or, or like i'm not familiar enough with the original to like be along for the ride in terms of the joke for instance i didn't i lost on jeopardy is a parody um i thought it was a pastiche for many years i lost on jeopardy uh i can't remember what even what song it is right now um it is a parody of i lost uh, bah, 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 bah. what is it a you know what? Yeah, that was one in my notes where I'm like, is this a parody or is this just an original tune? So yeah, it's a it's a song called Jeopardy by the Greg Kiln Band, um, and the parody. Well, the song is the song goes, "Our love's in jeopardy," like it's a love song. Ah, uh, okay. Um, the other one that might blow your mind a little bit is um, the song "Midnight Star." Uh, that's playing while they're loading stuff into his hotel room for many many years I tried to figure out what that was and it only in the last few years I realized that just the piano part that did, 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 at the beginning it's the same piano part from Toto's uh, I to I loves on the line you know, loves on the line love isn't always on time if you know that song they don't sound alike but they're that's a, that's an example of a style parody or, or a pastiche uh and weird al has those and then he has he has other style parodies where he mashes up a bunch of the like he'll take an, a whole an artist's whole discography and he'll use little parts to like make a song like he has genius in france which is like weird uh frank zappa songs anyway that's a little bit of i'm gonna be talking about all of this stuff because i've i have a 38 year career <laughs> fucking listening to weird al uh Kaylin, before we move into the main body why don't you give us your history with this movie and since it is the beginning of weird al month like i did with steve i assume you watched it very recently give us a little bit of your history with weird al absolutely absolutely <laughs> I, I need to start off by saying this is a, I'm not sure if milestone's the right word, but uh, this is the first movie that I rented off of YouTube. Um, so shout out to YouTube sorry, for- Sorry I made you spend $2.50. It was $2.29. <laughs> I used my uh, Google Play money for it. Nice. Where'd you get that from? The, there's an app that you answer- like little surveys that take like literally one second and then they'll give you like 40 cents nice yeah i didn't do that not an app i uh so i did uh rent this movie though off of youtube for the first time so i want to make sure that that is noted in the timeline here um <laughs> i also had not heard of this movie before and i also would part of me kind of want to say it's not a movie it's a very long music video of music videos pieced together to make like a story or whatever. And, uh, but uh, I watched it the other night and then again yesterday for my 48 hour rental viewing period. Nice. And so, uh, I had, a, I, I enjoyed it good enough. Right on. What about like, what about like Weird Al in general? What's your, what's your history with Weird Al? My history with Weird Al, um, the i'm pretty sure the eat it was probably one of the first things i can remember like seeing from him and 
at you know at the age was like oh this is kind of funny and fun or whatever so like you know like i i wasn't like you know instantly captivated but i you know i enjoyed the joke enough awesome if we if we had had more time like if 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 my life hadn't been completely upturned and i didn't take this trip to halifax i really wanted to spend a bit of time talking about his music video specifically and and the show and i wanted to put a lot more into that element of it but um given the time crunch i think that i'll be able to mention some things mention some other music videos and mention weird al this is mostly a episode of this show about weird al and the point the another reason why i wanted to do this is because my chronology of his movies sort of go this one and then uhf and then the weird owl story from last year is a remake of the complete owl yes yeah 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 you know what i mean like a lot of people don't reboot exactly yeah remake remake like a remake like a lot of people don't know about this movie but this a lot of the story beats in this are exactly the same uh and when i saw the weird owl story i was like this is very reminiscent of the complete owl just didn't like kind of like polished it's kind of like a little more polished oh it's a lot more polished in that it's a movie and this is a fucking like you i feel like you would get this at a at his concert like that was probably the only place this should have been free on youtube this should (laughs) have this should have been free on youtube and also i definitely tried to pirate it i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like i didn't immediately check the torrent sites and it's just it's can't find it and i think it's because um it was re-released on dvd in the early 2000s through shout factory you're familiar with shout factory kayla i'm sure you have stacks of shout factory dvds because they spooky ones yeah they re they re-release all the weird horror movies uh from the from the 80s so i remember when this came out on dvd and i was like fuck i should probably grab that and i think uhf came out at the same time and uh nope didn't get it uh in fact forgot about it completely so we're gonna do um we're gonna do this one sort of the beat by beat way that we that we do if you guys want to interject with any thoughts feel free but i feel like for the format of this since it's telling a a, kind of a linear story i'm gonna just sort of go through my notes as i wrote them down that's sort of how i intended this so uh basically basically the movie starts out the right from the fbi warning did you guys read the whole hilarious it's talking about like if you if you you know you'll be fined if you record this video but also your house pets will be melted and a a gross odor will come out of your vcr or whatever um did you pick up any more from that because i i kind of realized as it was ending that it was it was a joke the thing that i found like funny about that and i i think you mentioned it in the group chat and i also kind of googled it a little bit but like so i have it scrolling yeah. on my screen right now i can read it if you want yeah do it <clears throat> warning the owner of the copyright in this motion picture has authorized its use in cassette for the purpose of private home viewing without any charge of any kind uh any other use of this cassette including any copy reproduction or performance of any of the material in it is an infringement of the copyright and may result in civil liability or criminal prosecution as provided by law. 
which is normal that's all normal (laughs) yeah so that's like and then it like kind of blanks then it says but if you do insist on copying this program please be aware that the patented copy stop system developed by the national association of television research engineers will cause severe damage to your video cassette recording device (laughs) accompanied by a bright blue gray flash and a strong acrid odor which may in turn affect nearby house plants and cause discoloration of fine uh, upholstery. In addition, you may experience headaches, drowsiness, nausea, severe loss of memory, high blood pressure, nosebleeds, and the heartbreak of para- paras- psoriasis. Sorry. <laughs> Parasis. <laughs> I'm like, how do you say this again? Uh, household pets may develop similar, similar symptoms, including extreme personality disorders and occasional spontaneous combustion. So um, we're not kidding about this. Yeah. Unlawful <laughs> duplication of this program may result in local civil unrest. Meteor- uh, meteorology. Meteorology. Meteor- oh my god. Meteorological. Oh my god. Meteor- Meteorological yeah. disturbances and volcanic <laughs> eruptions, causing the Earth to fall out of its planetary or- orbit and plunge directly into the sun. The producers of this program assume no liability for any of the consequences resulting from your stupid, unthinking, greedy, and careless attempt to deprive them of income. Thank you. So that... Uh, Furthermore... Had... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, so if we had torrented it, uh, we would have been subject to those terms. Um, it is... Yeah, people must have really believed that message. That's why we can't find it. Yeah, exactly. It's funny, though, because that's sort of the same, like, Kevin Smith, you guys said that if you have watched the DVD version of Clerks 3, he has a message that's kind of like, go ahead. No, no, I'm... I'm oh, you're just saying you did watch it. And then at the end of Clerks 3, he kind of comes back on and he talks about, like, he talks about things that weren't in the movie. And this sort of falls in line with the way that people feel about torrenting in general now. Because back in the day, you would just, like, you just literally own two VCRs. And you would rent a movie and record it onto another VCR. And that's how you would have crazy tape collections back then. And that's how, a lot of people did that with uh, wrestling tapes and probably music videos. And like, for instance, uh, another instance of that is uh, early viral videos were literally tape traded, like South Park, for instance. Um, <laughs> the the Jesus versus Santa original thing was tape traded in a similar way. So this is cool that they put this little nod to piracy uh, 40 years ahead of time. But I mean, you know, piracy obviously existed back then. So we immediately start with uh, a parody of Jimi Hendrix. Weird Al is on stage ending a song. He starts burning his accordion, which uh, was a great visual. That thing goes up. I thought he was going to play. Part of me was like, ooh, I hope he plays it while it's on fire. (laughs) Well, the thing that would be amazing but like that's not that would the be bit so dangerous exactly also, also, it, would, it would like build, it would like feed the flames air oh yeah, the air. yeah yeah exactly. nice um then we get uh oh and i just made a note about the store was called the store that i rented this from was called almond video do you remember that kaylin almond video uh it's like not there is that anymore. where the two corner stores that had the ice cream no, it's, it's down from that. It's down from that. The next corner store, uh, right at that's Oxford Street and Young, I think. There's a gas oh, station up. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. South yeah, yeah, yeah. or down? I don't know. I don't know the 
compass for Nova Scotia or for Halifax, really. But it's young, down by young look, is young is up. Like, but down by look ho ho. Yeah, that's up. Is Quimple that up? Down. Quimple's okay. down. Okay, I don't know. Fucking. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I got you. I got you. I messed up because in Toronto, like the fucking CN Tower is always south from where you were, unless you're right. in the water in the lake <laughs> and it's north. So I know I can do directions because it's also a square. It's a grid, right? Yeah. Halifax, not like that. I can't, to this day, I can't, like, I know where the west end is and the north end are. But if I'm, like, standing in the middle, there's no, like, I don't know what to point at to be like, that's north. Really? Not in the same way. And I never have. I learned, I learned that about cities when I moved here. Isn't that entertaining how I learned about the compass? <laughs> I'm, it's like a parody I'm, of my I'm own life. What? <laughs> I'm entertained. Toronto's easy because you can literally figure out where you are based on where the CN Tower is. Like you just look for the tower. You just look. Like, well, now I know where I am. Look. Yeah. Yeah. The only the only places you can't really see the CN Tower are like when you're amongst the buildings downtown. Yeah, but and if you just walk in any direction, eventually you'll be able to see it. <laughs> like through the buildings. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I learned this city. I don't know how. If you went to Halifax, it's not a very big city. I don't know how you'd like learn it and you'd probably be in dartmouth because that's where fucking everybody lives now anyway black oath oh yeah so we get him leaving the concert he gets into a limo and people are literally licking the window so he uses paint to black it out. no no gratuitous boobs no this is a kid's movie i tip my hat off to him for not doing that i do want to mention that i do want to mention that weird al has never done blue humor except for very small uh examples of it one example is in this there's no gratuitous boobs there but when they when he's talking about how uh ancient um ancient aliens basically came down and gave us the gift of rock music and he shows the rumors the fleetwood mac rumors album with the constellations yeah uh uh Lindsay Buckingham has balls. There's little, there's two little stars like this. Those are little ping pongs from his vest. They were, I thought they were balls. The other one that I can, well, the way that he traces them, yeah, but, but those are already there. Okay. Well, it looked, it looked intentional uh, as balls. The other one that I do, that, that does come to mind though is in the Amish Paradise video when he says, churning lots of butter. A girl, a girl, he's turning butter in a butter churn and he walks, oh, yeah. a girl walks by and he goes faster. And I was like, <laughs> wow, that's, uh, you know, he's working blue here, ladies and gentlemen. But I don't think I've ever heard Weird Al swear. I don't think I've ever heard it. He doesn't have any songs. He's got songs that are a little bit like, what the fuck? Like in, um, in uh, Trigger Happy, that song's kind of messed up. He did Bernie's on Fire, right? He did what? Oh boy, Bernie's on fire. That's Weird Al, isn't it? I don't think so. Did you did you oh. download it off LimeWire and it said Weird Al Yanchevich? Because that used to happen a lot. There was the Star Wars Cantina and Chewbacca What a Wookie, which said Weird Al, but they were just some other parody artists back in the day on LimeWire. Trying to get views. Uh, trying to get trying to get downloads for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. Did, the wild west of the internet made no sense. Um, so I liked this line about how his parents worked all day at a factory s- sorting sprinkles. 
And then his mom would come home after a hard day's work and fold and unfold the laundry. The, like the narration sounds so professional and like what you would hear in a, in a real documentary, but it's all nonsense. Like that's like, that's the biggest thing. Like it's a good comedy. Like there it's dry dad humor, but it's well made. It's well done for that. I will say that the slow points in this movie are the worst. That state of shock part where they they can't get Mick Jagger and MJ and they're they're doing state of shock, but it's just a guy at a desk just saying it. That <laughs> gag is only funny one time. I remember fast forwarding through it every time, and I did it this time. In fact, in this watch through, because I needed because I needed to get here fast, because uh, we we started about an hour late, because well. I was being lazy, um, but I just fast forward. <laughs> I just fast forwarded the music videos because the music videos I've seen a million times. Yeah, I know all the lyrics to the songs, uh, and they're good. But it's something that like we're not a music video review podcast. Although, anybody want to want to start up a little music video Tangent. review? Music video review. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no okay well I'll, I'll do that on I, my own i think that there's one thing that annoys me more than anything in the world and that's when we're drinking and you just continuously put on music videos and i'm like can i just kill myself right now like, <laughs> is, it, is it okay if i do that in front of you i don't like music videos i know and it's funny because i went to see hamilton last night and i was like man i wish steve could see this and i was like actually steve would probably be cringing inside out because we were in the fourth row so like Alexander Hamilton was right there and it's it's kind of like it, it's a lot of rap and stuff and I could see you being like I hate this I'm I familiar hate this. with Hamilton. I know what Hamilton is. I know. Is. I know I've but seen I... Hamilton on my TV. You Fair can watch enough. it on Disney Plus. Did you cringe inside out cuz I w came home and watched it immediately? Did, I think did... it's fine. I just uh I don't like live musical performances. They make me <laughs> feel like everybody's insane on stage i'm like yeah. these people are all insane people <laughs> they're so all crazy i, I have to be to be an artist it's true i was crying at the end not well it was sad but i was also crying because i realized that i had a real existential quandary where i realized i would never be able to see this version of this of hamilton with this uh cast i liked the cast so much that i was just like i'll never get this is i'll never get to see this again you know because you can't sound like at a concert you can like take a little video or whatever can't take video can't take pictures it's all it's going to be my just in my memory forever i have the i guess i have the uh the fucking pamphlet or whatever so i can at least see who is in it and go find them in other stuff but it's very depressing somebody that loves musical theater uh i think that that one was just out of control it, it was the best live thing i've seen since like ghost at the sony center or slipknot just their slip slipknot's concert is fucking out of control anyway thank you for coming to our very special musical episode i am going to break into musical very soon and we're going to watch steven did you guys Sukuku. know that the majority of the budget for this movie was spent on three music videos that were shot for this movie specifically and then used afterwards what were the music nice. videos like a surgeon, don't be stupid or dare to be stupid. And one more minute. 
It's the opposite of don't be stupid. Dare, Dare to, to be, be stupid. stupid. Um, uh, yeah, those three were... <laughs> you can tell, too, because everything in between, the uh, the bits, the sketches, the skits, they, they're, like, shot on tape. They're yeah. not shot on film. Um, and they don't spend any money on getting actors. Like, a lot of the people are playing themselves, and they're not actors, so it's just, like painful to watch people trying to be funny who don't have any kind of like comedic timing or um know, know where to stand or how to look at a camera or how to you know just interact with an, an audience through a, a television screen i uh i don't think i laughed once <laughs> you didn't laugh there, once come on no, there was there, I, was there was one part at the beginning where he, he uses a paint roller to to black yeah. out the windows and i was like oh if, if it's like this then maybe i will like this but that's the only thing that like was absurdist the entire time. It was all just kind of like people in rooms talking and the dialogue is meant to be funny, but it's just like, you know, they're saying silly things. Yes. But the people who are saying them are not funny people. So the silly things just come off as dumb and lazy. <laughs> the blacking of the window thing reminded me of uh, like a Leslie Nielsen movie. Like it's, it's a gag right out of airplane. But then there's nothing else like that. That's again. right. You're, you're right. I didn't even, I forgot that this movie was just a lot of him talking, like a lot of record producers, record producers talking at him, and a lot yeah, of and him like being like making faces. What are you saying to me? I will say he he's a he does have a bit of a like a chameleon face where when he does different things with his hair, he looks like a different person. That's true. Speaking of, uh, after we after we talk about um, his his parents. We have a little interview with them uh, where they're talking about how he loved TV growing up and they they do a little bit where they show like the monsters and the man from uncle. And then we go into, this is how they set up the music videos a lot of time. It'll be like just a bunch of stuff happening and then some people will talk about something very specific and then they'll bust into a music video. And then here we got the music video for, uh, for um, Lucy, which was parody of... Um, Oh, Mickey, you're so yeah, fine. Mickey. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. But I always loved this song as a kid because it had, it, it, it goes through the whole song. And then at the end, he says, everybody rumba. And then we get the I Love Lucy yeah. theme uh, as part of it. Weird Al does, does this sometimes. Um, he had a straight up cover on one of his albums of the uh, George of the Jungle theme. Um obviously a huge fan of tv he's got um he's got the in 3d album but that's more like friday the 13th yeah that mo- that has nature trail to hell on it which is like a parody of basically telling the story of a jason like horror movie that came out around the same time as uh friday the 13th part three would have come out which we did right. cover recently we did cover um in the grimoire in 3d in 3d so at this time the albums that weird Al would have out are only i think his first album and and in 3d are the only albums that exist at this point and uhf was probably coming down the pipe soon which is crazy to think weird Al's had such a prolific career He's been around. He's been writing music. Well, he's been parodying music for 40 years. He also, like, writes a lot of his own songs, as we mentioned. But, like, 
during this era his he was like just the eat it guy basically which is crazy to think about because he's had so many of those like he was like the originator of like virality almost of like viral memes you know in a lot of ways like he he sort of got that generation of word of mouth thing that we now see like nowadays something like eat it comes along and people joke about it for and make memes about it for like a week max if that's if it's a got tens of millions of views and, and likes um back then this there was like this was out for, so for years people were like he he parodied michael jackson that's unheard of that's crazy and also there's a whole album of this and people a lot of people were just like nah i'm not gonna listen to that just completely yeah parody is not really a thing anymore and not really when it comes around, this it's way. usually just cringy but he's also better at it like he's just way, yeah. at the end of the day it's like when other people try and parody in the way that he does they're never able to sort of match the the tongue-in-cheek uh clean and fun comedy of it all it's like it always just comes off as cringy and lazy you know the low-hanging fruit sort of thing the reason i wanted to do pop star and i'll just mention this here because it's this is really why i wanted to do it the lonely island don't do direct parodies they do more like a they do more like style parodies right and they make a music video that's in the style of the era you know like dick in a box because it kind of has that like early 90s r&b like look and feel to the song it's not a direct parody of anything they also work incredibly blue on every one of their songs every one of their songs is like it is yeah. like adult humor uh yeah, but we're there's just a... two guys and we're having a good time yeah <laughs> right guy number one yes guy number two um they oh it's steve who invited him yeah he's a cunt he's a cunt hole that cunt hole steve yeah, um, it's uh it's not safe it's always vile gross yeah. stuff but yeah i mean they they are I, I wouldn't even call them the exception because it's completely different, right? They're just making, they're more like a Tenacious D where they're just making original songs. Yeah. Well, and... okay. Tenacious D is a great example. So Tenacious D and then Lonely Island are the closest I've ever seen to another Weird Al. To it, but they're, but both of the, both of them are more for like older teens what and about young Lil adults. Dickie? What? <laughs> what about Lil Dicky? Uh, Lil Dicky though is like a serious artist. I don't know if you've watched. Um, Probably the worst Adam Sandler movie. That's little Nick. <laughs> you, little Dicky. Little Dicky is a like. He makes joke songs that he wants to be serious. Um, and then ended up sort of transitioning into serious music. Um, if you watch Dave, I feel I get that it's a joke, but I feel like he legitimately thinks the way that the character Dave thinks on the show. <laughs> But that is a good example as well, Kalen. It, it is in like the rap, rap world of it. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm thinking of like all the parodies that I see on the internet where they take a song and just change the lyrics to like. Oh, I, I made some. I, I well, you should probably let me finish my point. And that they're all <laughs> fucking terrible and cringy, and I hate them. Um, like one that comes to mind is uh, someone did a a parody of man eater like oh here she comes she's a man eater but they like changed it to death eater and they just made it like a harry potter hate style it. thing and hate i was that. like this I, is you sang, embarrassing to you <laughs> saying death eater baby actually cringe 
the one that I always think of is there's a channel on YouTube called uh, In the Key of Awesome, which already, nope, that I hate that. They would do really bad parodies that were like a po modern pop song, and then they just changed the lyrics to something like somewhat topical. And sure, the songs were well produced ish. You guys want to hear mine? Yeah. Let's go smoke some pot. Oh, oh yeah. baby, let's go smoke some pot. Oh, that baby. one's funny. That one's okay. Drop but... my bone, drop my bone, broken glass. <laughs> That's true. You can find all these hits. Kalen's stoked. I mean, Steve's I'm stoked. already like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the movie. Uh, we moved to his high school era. We get an interview with his shop teacher, and he tells a story about how Weird Al made a wiener warmer where you put the hot dog and then it warms it on the outside. Let's not forget the joke about the dorsal underbelly. That was the next one, Kalen. I'm going in order. Ah, oh, damn, my bad. You blew it. No, just kidding. Um, anyway, and then the it short circuits and takes out power for the neighborhood. And the next one was uh, his biology teacher with a gag here is that he's smoking, like can't get his fucking thoughts out. But he See, like that was just like, if you had a good actor doing that bit, it would probably be much funnier. Imagine like Gilbert Godfrey doing that. Like that would be so much more hilarious, but it's just some guy who like is bad at acting and coughing at the wrong moments. Which would which would be appropriate <laughs> for the era because um, Gilbert Godfrey was huge at this time. He was a huge comedian yeah. at this time. Yeah, I also get that they, you know, the budget was 250000 which is not a lot. And if they spent the majority of that on the music videos, which are well produced and good, and they live on to this day, people will probably still watch them to this day more than they watch this movie. Um, but if they had just a little bit of sprinkling of like cameos of the era, because I know they do have a couple cameos, but they're they got Dick Clark. Like, yeah, it's like, okay, <laughs> fuck. Um, maybe other musicians, but. It would have been great if people showed up. I don't know how popular he was at this point, but yeah, you were saying he was just the eat it guy at this point. So I don't know. I mean, we get we get the the Weird Al movie that came out last year, and that's sort of the answer to that, where there's just a million cameos. Everybody like every is, scene is just a cameo. Yeah. yeah. Um, Conan O'Brien as Andy Warhol is like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Just going around like a creep <laughs> filming people. Um, it's funny i was watching his listening to his podcast and somebody brought it up to him and he had forgotten that he was in that movie yeah like yeah that's a great that's like, a i great, was in that he's like oh yeah i was i filmed that like years ago i filmed a what little bit yeah it's like you were andy warhol and he's like that's right i totally forgot about that it, in a uh, lot of ways it felt like uh we'll talk about this obviously during the weird episode in a couple of weeks but it felt in a lot of ways that they they took that funnier die um parody of a biopic and then which actually starred aaron paul as weird al which was a, which was fun but every it beat for beat it's about the same as the movie but felt like that came out and then the buzz generated because it was a viral hit the buzz generated they just started working on the movie and that fucking thing came out 10 years ago and it feels like they started working on it like a year later because it that that trailer was so good that people thought it was real even though it was a funnier die parody. Yeah. Um, 
I do have there was one thing that made me chuckle and it was just like such a quick line by the narrator which is that his palatial estate is now known as Yankland. Yeah, Yankland. <laughs> Previously owned by Charlie Chaplin and Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, that was that was good. And it's funny too because like a lot of the references are so dated now. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin would have just... been like a re- in the 80s would have been recent memory comparatively. <laughs> True, but I think that everybody knows who Charlie Chaplin and it probably will forever. It's That's kind of true. Like one of those things that lives on beyond its even I quality. Don't, I don't remember who Ricardo Montalban is, though. He Isn't he the guy in Khan from the Wrath of Khan? <laughs> oh, I think you're right. Montalban. Uh, yeah, Madison just yelled from upstairs, It's Khan! <laughs> <laughs> it's Khan, yeah. You... Friggin' Trekkies and your he, he was also the grandpa in the Spy Kids movies. Okay, perfect. <laughs> if you're familiar with the Spy Kids franchise, all four uh, of them, good. three of them, and then made made. Oh, he's also Fantasy Island. He's the guy. Yeah. like the original. Welcome Fantasy to Island. Fantasy Island. But yeah, Khan mm. is the the main one that everybody knows. About. The little guy's like the plane, the plane. Um. So yeah, then we get the. We get the biology teacher talking about the dorsal coloration of the speckled salamander, which uh, reminded him of his shirts. Um, and then we get a clip of him as a he had to get a job, so he was a uh, quality tester at a na- nasal decongestant factory, which is referenced again in a weird in a song. I think it's you talk about it in Albuquerque uh, on Running with Scissors, but I all this com- word combinations is a thing that Weird Al is really good at. A na- nasal de- decongestant factory, for some reason, has a singy sing songy sound to it in my opinion um and then then it's like and then he worked at an ice cream parlor and then we get the video for i love rocky road which is a parody of i love rock and roll by um pat benatar i think not pat benatar it is a song i like the fart sounds in it yeah the hand fart sounds so i can tell you a little information about um I can tell you a little information about that. It's Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Um, the fart sound that you hear in, in old Weird Al music is an, is an actual guy. They use the same guy for all of it. Yeah. Fail, fail, fail. Um, and he's actually featured in the video for uh, Headline News, which was the... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the remember Crash Test Dummies? that mm song or whatever it was called he's in it he's in it he's doing this part sounds but he was in that sound he's on so many albums i think possibly every album has a little bit speaking of every video every i think dr demento is in every one of these music videos as well he's in at least the first three or four dr demento is where weird i'll go start we're gonna talk about that in this in a minute um a fun fact that i know about the i love rocky road video is the ice cream in it is mashed potatoes so every time (laughs) you see weird al take a bite of an ice cream cone it's mashed potatoes and they couldn't get the there was one shot they couldn't get right and and he tells the story about how he was just sick just sick from having to like slam mashed potatoes all day and like we like he swallowed it i feel like you don't need to swallow it i know he's a he's weird out (laughs) (laughs) i'll do it just have a potato bucket. <laughs> Gross. Um, 
the uh I, they keep showing shots of him in his in his room throughout these first bits because he's in college and high school and every time they show a picture of his room i'm i'm i think of the first album cover which is a drawn hand-drawn picture of him in a room that's just like a whole bunch of uh easter eggs and then on top of that that is a parody of a frank zappa album cover i believe so like weird as layers are he's not just like um he doesn't just do parodies that are just like a one note. He's always doing a parody of a parody of a parody, which like this whole, this whole special kind of is. It's a parody of like Spinal Tap, but then within it, there are a bunch of parodies of different things. And then his music videos are parodies of music videos. And then those music videos are parodies of the actual music videos that they're lampooning, right? Like I, I guess uh, Lucy isn't really because the mickey video is just is just uh what's her face dressed as a cheerleader but the i love rocky road is basically shot for shot remake eat it is like a shot for shot remake eat it for uh, sure like a like a surgeon, surgeon is similar i don't i've never seen the music video for uh for jeopardy but i assume it's something like this I'm i don't know I like the I like the gag that they do at the beginning and end where he's all of his girlfriends are like this. Hi in the face, yeah. <laughs> they're, he's like, and they're all like, I think that's a funny little bit. Um oh yeah, the little bit about him coming up with a city because he was supposed to be he wanted to be an architect, and then he didn't get to be an architect because uh he came up with Burgeropolis. There's a hot dog. Yeah. There would be a hot dog and burger. I know, but there would be a hot dog and burgeropolis, I think. No. Concession food. I would assume anything that is cooked on a grill would be fair game in burgeropolis. Change the name then. Grillopolis. That's, you know. It's not as funny as burger. Burger is a funnier word. Burger is a funny word. Burgeropolis. Get rid of the hot dog then. Keep the burger. (laughs) Jesus. I didn't know you were a city planner, Caitlin. Is this, yeah, is this, your, is this your hill you're going to die on? Like, you can't put a hot dog in Burgeropolis, or else it's gross. No, it's going to confuse people. <laughs> I almost didn't want to let the ketchup or mustard be there either. Okay, well, there's ketchup and mustard going on, hot dog, on, a, on a burger and a hot dog. So. Exactly, that's why I said some, Is this some real white supremacy energy coming from you <laughs> right now from Burgeropolis? <laughs> it, it it's the hoodie that did it. Don't put the hood up. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um, so then they show him working. This I like. This made me laugh out loud. Where he's working at the radio dis- the station, and he's like, "And our next caller wants to hear uh, Pat Boone. Pat Boone coming up on Instant Request." And then he just puts on Burgess the Word and just starts going. <laughs> what about the record breaking? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we have record breaking. He smashes a record. We have record breaking yeah. listeners or whatever. Um, I find that to be funny. I find that's totally my brand of comedy where it's just a complete non sequitur nonsense. You you didn't find the putting on Brutus the Word to be kind of similar to the blacking out the window at the beginning, kind of absurdist. And no, (laughs) no, no. Uh, I like the painting with the eye beams, that was cool. That's true. When he goes to Michael Jackson (laughs) in his haunted house that he lives in. Wow. That's that's absurdist. Where Michael Jackson lives in a haunted house <laughs> with a tiger that he feeds from his hand. He just bursts into uh, turns into a werewolf thriller. at the end or something. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, okay, so then we get the bit about him recording uh, my Bologna. The in... acoustics of the bathroom were exactly, perfect. Exactly. And that's brought up basically in every interview that Weird Al's ever done, he talks about this. It's it's brought up in the movie, in the new movie. Um, I knew it from this originally. And it's cool. It's cool. It's a cool thing. It's a cool little fact about Weird Al, but I think everybody knows it. And then, yeah, the like Caleb was saying, the interview with Phil Ramone about how he found the perfect bathroom with the perfect acoustics. And then we he, they talk about how he would send records to Dr. Demento, and Dr. Demento sort of gave him his first big break. break. And Barry Cohen uh, became his agent. And then we get that scene with the dog trainer coming in, which is more towards what Steve's talking about. And like that, I thought was just kind of pokey, kind of cheesy and the little dog doing a trick across the table was fun, but like the dog trainer comes in, he's just like, I need, I need an advance on my pay so I could feed my dogs. It's just kind of like, get out of here. Yeah. There was um, too many moments that had like montage stuff going on that went on for too long and were not funny. Like, like when they're auditioning all the musicians. That's the next part. Yeah. And some of those for sure. This is, I think, the first example, but there's a whole bunch of these moments throughout the movie where they, they'll do like this sequential visual comedy, but it just didn't work for me, I guess. Like when he's trying on all the clothes, I'm like, yeah. so none of the clothes are all that funny. <laughs> like they're just clothes. It goes back, well, it goes back more to this scene and that scene specifically go back more to like it being a parody within a parody because the guitar players that they're auditioning are randy rhodes and then a beatles like the beatles and then like van halen basically because he just goes and then like a john mellencamp love song then lady rocker like uh pat benatar and then i don't know who the guy that was that did the riff from the song soul man he could be like joe cocker maybe um and then punk on a banjo punk playing a banjo and then weird all going I thought that made me chuckle. I thought, and I know it's stupid. I get that it's dumb. I was tired punk, of the bit by that point. A punk I was like, can we move on? Please, I get it. <laughs> They're doing the thing where weirdos audition for something. It's in every fucking thing that's ever existed. I think that was a cliche in 1985 already. Yeah. You know what I it, mean? It's been around. It's been around <laughs> the block, that bit. And they do it in the weird movie, right? Don't they? In that weird um, story maybe that but it's probably band? funnier because it's like they're giving the people the performers a, a moment like the, the the thing that's not funny about it is it it's reliant on either them being bad at playing the guitar or it's just supposed to be like isn't it funny that this guy's dressed like this and he's playing this instrument um but you think of something like the simpsons or whatever as an example where they're auditioning mr burns is auditioning people to play him in a movie and it's just like they they have a moment to speak and say something and it's all just weird. It's like Bumblebee Man and then Hannibal exactly. Lecter. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like, you know, the, the bit, the humor is not coming from somebody going, next, next. It's The humor is coming from what the people are doing and nothing that the people in that bit are doing is is funny. Yeah. Except for either they look funny or they suck at the instrument they're playing. And that's once you do that once it's not funny anymore it's a joke more for like 
it's a joke more for like people who like easter eggs i think too it's i know but if like, if they got the musicians who were they were supposed to be period yeah. parodying that then it would have been funny because they're saying next to professional musicians who i are agree with you. at their job i agree with you i'm just saying it's it in this context i think it was just more for the the people to be like oh i recognize that look yeah um then they have the meeting with ronzoni records then they keep calling them different things like crazy owl and and uh wild owl and big, big owl. owl i that's fine it's funny and uh, hey, this uh, jason is... remember the guy from uh parkland theaters uh parkland theaters park lane on uh oh, the the guy that looked like weird Al. yeah big guy <laughs> i won't weird. say the mean i won't say no the mean i won't say the mean i won't say the mean thing about him but yeah what about him no it just, that's it. just remember that guy i do yeah i do <laughs> uh i'll say it i'll say what i'll say it off camera so steve gets the context but um you can probably put Assuming together it's a fat joke of some sort <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> I think I can put the pieces together. I think so. that I gave you enough context to <laughs> yeah. figure that one out. Um, he held it down, though. He held it down. He made sure no one snuck in. He held it down in that he worked there for 30 years. <laughs> no, he made sure people didn't sneak in. And however long he worked there for. Yeah. Did uh, Does Park Lane uh, Theater still exist? Yeah. And they still have that, um, that like, uh, elevator doorway, secret way, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember I remember them putting in a corner store being like don't bring in snacks and then opening a convenience store literally like inside of like convenience right store it. and then the yeah. theater and I was always like if you don't want me to just fill my fucking pockets with candy from this convenience store why would you put it here they knew what they were doing they knew totally. damn right and then I you learn later in life that you can just fucking bring food in nobody they can't legally tell what you time I brought in a burger yeah fuck it it sucks for the people sitting around you, but like, do what you want. Yeah, only because they don't have a burger to enjoy. Exactly. Bring in a whole plate of shawarma, then we'll then we'll talk. Oh God. And bring in a falafel. One of extra, the worst extra garlic sauce experiences I've ever had was when I went to go see The Watchmen in IMAX in the Mississauga Theater, the Colossus or the Coliseum. I can't remember what it's called, but it's big. And their food area was like every restaurant that you could think of, really. Like they had a pizza hut and or I don't know, a pizza store. They had a sub store. They had everything at concession that you could think of in terms of food. Also, just like stink food, like food that smells <laughs> crazy. And I'm watching The Watchmen. There's this guy next to me. So it's you that's watching The Watchmen. When they I'm watching The Watchmen. When they ask, it's me. Yes. Um, and this guy eats a full fucking pizza with like all this shit on it and it's just like reeks and i'm like okay and i'm like if you're not hungry and food smells hitting you you're kind of like get this away from me and he finishes the pizza and i'm like thank fucking god and then he under the chair he pulls out a thing of nachos and it's just crunching away with the nachos and i'm like fuck and now he's making noise which is more annoying uh and then he finally finishes the nachos and i'm like thank god it's over and then he pulls out a sub and is crinkling the sub wrapper. I'm like, this guy is just vacuuming food down his face. And he was like, it was like a tiny, like teenage boy. This and, sounds like uh, a bit from this movie. <laughs> and then also, if you've seen the Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan is like a big naked blue man. 
and <laughs> you, see his, you see his dick like a, a bunch of times in the movie i think it's like three or four times you see his dick and every time the dick would go on on the screen this guy next to me while like shoveling handfuls of food into his mouth is like oh god god oh god and he would like pull his hood <laughs> over his face and cover his eyes like the like seeing a dick is going to somehow yeah. confirm to the entire theater that you're gay you're you gay you looked you at the blue penis. dick and it's on an IMAX screen so it's probably the size of your whole body that's uh, the most immature reaction to that I've ever seen yeah I I've... told him to shut the fuck up <laughs> and finish his sub I t- I've probably told this story on the podcast but when I went went to see the Simpsons movie I had this like kind of young younger girl sitting next to me who had, yeah. I guess had never seen The Simpsons because yeah. every joke, she, every joke would land for her, which was great. But her reaction to every joke was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, that's crazy! Oh, she's so crazy!" Every joke for an hour and a half, it was the worst. And you can't just be like, "Stop," because you're having a good time. They're having a good time. They're not like on their phone. There were no fo- real phones at the time, but it's not like when you're in a theater and you're watching the movie, and then somebody's they pull their phone out like just in your peripheral vision. And that's all you can fucking now see is the yeah. them like the light of their phone. I uh, the last I think what was the last movie I even saw? I think when we went to see Ant Man that happened, and I was like, I'm gonna start killing. I cannot. Oh jeez, I cannot with this. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it, people. Um, but the thing that the point that I was trying to make is that the theater is giving this guy ammunition to annoy other people. If you're giving people crunchy food and loud rapper food, like what are you? Why are you selling that here? Everything should be soft and silent when you eat it. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> bring your paste, bring your paste tubes, and just squirt them in. But your... I mean, like popcorn doesn't really crunch when it's in your mouth. It's kind of got like a sort of a fluffiness to it. Doesn't doesn't crunk crunkle and crunch but if you were to sell bags of chips at the fucking theater and people are just crunching and popping bags in the the aluminum paper of it it was just oh god i've been sold astronaut toothpaste food let's do it i've been that asshole who brought a whole ass bag of cookies and like trying to like get a cookie out when there's an action scene yeah the best is when you hear somebody open clearly a, a pop or like a beer or something from outside the theater like you just a silent part and you just you're like, like oh god somebody snuck like dr pepper in here yeah like when, when we went to see avatar and we were all drinking weed drinks oh yeah i forgot about that yeah because you were high on weed drinks <laughs> kind of like how you forgot that you need to order six sets to get the free smiley face air freshener oh you're bringing it back to the movie um i did i did just gloss over i was gonna just mention but we kind of went on a tangent that weird al basically says nothing up to this point in the movie and they're pitching stuff to him and he just goes okay and i thought that was that was fun i like it when the main character doesn't talk he doesn't really talk a whole lot in this movie except for when they do the you'll like drive then i do like drive i haven't seen the whole movie but i did like the first 45 minutes or whatever i saw I don't remember why I turned it off. I just, I think I fell asleep and never finished. But yes, Drive, of course, is a great movie. Um, then we get a, so Steve, I didn't realize this, that these two mont not only, you're right, montages in this are a little bit tiresome, but the two montages you're talking about happen basically 
right after very close to one another then they bookend a really boring scene of just executives saying like talking at weird hours there's like no jokes in the scene either like it's like the the joke is that he likes monogrammed golf balls and i'm like it's not (laughs) even that funny Hamlin likes that one i liked them calling him wild al i thought wild al was was funny but you can't base a whole scene around saying a person's name wrong yeah um but the next i mean the joke is like we're going to talk serious business. Can we talk alone? And then everybody leaves. And he's like, you got any more of those monogram golf balls? My buddies want them. And it's like, God, did you guys not have the ability to get somebody to punch this fucking script up? (laughs) It's it's weird though. They just wanted to be weird. Um, The great thing here though, well, they do show it is like stupid. They do show him in different costumes. Uh, the costumes are like Billy Idol, Bruce Springsteen, I think Michael Jackson, um, Freddie Mercury. Was there a was Prince the first one? one. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Yeah, he's just dressing like famous people, famous the, pop stars. The song playing over it, though, is um, is Slime Creatures from Outer Space. And that song is sort of like a it's sort of a song about literally just aliens coming down and taking over it's it's funny but the style parody is if you mixed rock lobster with a thomas dolby song specifically this, this Love Shack? no thomas dolby wrote the song hyperactive um and a couple other ones they're featured in the uh gta the grand theft auto um san uh, uh vice city soundtrack the 80s one that's nice. where I know them from. Uh, and this song I've always loved. It's off of in 3D as well, I believe. Let me double check that for you. Mm-hmm. This this movie, I think it's off Dare to be Stupid. Right, Dare to be Stupid is a is a whole album unto itself that also came out around this time. That would be that would be the album that's out right now when this movie came out. Um Dare to be Stupid. What did I say? Dare to be stupid. I can't hear you. Oh, actually, yeah, I forgot. I have this. Another thing I wanted to bring up. Is it a comic book? It's like a yeah. It's like a graphic novel, and inside the graphic novel, they, it's different artists doing their interpretations of songs that don't have music videos. Nice. And Dare to Be Stupid is in here, and it's even though Dare to Be Stupid does have a music video. Which is stupid because in the beginning, the forward is by Emo Phillips, and he was like, "If you wondered what some of your favorite Weird Al songs would look like if they had music videos, well, look no further." And immediately, I'm like, "A couple of these have, a couple of these have music videos." Anyway, it's a great book. I'm glad I could mention it on the show. Graphic novel style, different art. It's funny. Ooh, nice. Cool. And do you know what I did? Bada bada boom. I made a playlist of the songs in, that are featured in the book, and I read along to the songs, which I thought was an interesting way to take in media. Are we going to karaoke? You just asked me if I've ever heard of karaoke. No, I said, are we going to karaoke? Oh, I'd love to. I did karaoke while I was there. Where the fuck were you, buddy? Thanks for the invite. Well, I, I don't know. Anyway, I did Tenacious D tribute and I tore down the house and then these 19-year-old kids followed me around for the rest of the night and I was their god. 
Oh, nice. But I don't know if they were. I don't know if I was their god or if they were dinner for schmucksing me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I couldn't figure out. You know the con- Steve. You know the concept of dinner for schmucksing somebody. Yes. You didn't react to it, so I, I thought you were, might have been like, "What? Are you, what's this?" That's because that's how I feel every day of my life with every person that I interact with all the time. <laughs> I would never dinner for smucks you. No, I know, but that's how I feel <laughs> every every time I'm in a situation. I'm like, "Am I the schmuck?" Get a load of this guy. Isn't he weird? Isn't he like? Isn't he like Zach Galifianakis in that movie? Isn't he like Steve Carell in that one movie where they dinner where Paul Rudd wants to become a executive so he goes to a dinner for schmucks party and they all bring their weirdo friends yeah that's how i feel um then we're at michael jackson's mansion michael jackson's steve why don't you tell us about michael jackson's haunted mansion uh well there's a grammy for a door knocker the but the butler is a creepy old man with a snake around him uh it's full of smoke when the door opens (laughs) and then he goes through a hallway with a painting of a woman and the beams of light coming out of her eyes follow him which i thought was a pretty fun little trick something that i don't know if i've seen that before and i was like that's cool i like that this happened and it's then, usually the eyes just follow it's just the eyes yeah yeah but the beams of light like they must have been moving they, a light yeah. around it and like i've never seen that before it's like something that would be in like a, a carpenter movie or something um and then we go into the inner sanctum of Michael Jackson's house where he's sitting on a throne in his, in like a Beatles outfit, kind of, but it's well, not his yeah, like classic like red or anything. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, uh, he had a, he did do a kind of yeah, a general jacket. Like the album cover where he's like the statue is, he's yeah. wearing basically that. Well, in the, in the 80s, though, around this time, he would have, he had like that colorful conductor sort of look. Yeah uh he's sitting on a throne he doesn't say a single word weird al is basically asking his permission to um parody beat it and before he can say yes or no with a thumbs up or down i guess they didn't want to do like a michael jackson impersonation because like it can be kind of tacky not that they were really scared of doing anything (laughs) else tacky in this movie um the bubbles or whatever that monkey's name is yeah the the gangs are coming to kill me. Yes. Uh, it, it that's just like a race. Bubbles my the monkey. Process. Bubbles oh the yeah, monkey. the monkey pops down, gives him a kiss, leaves. Michael Jackson says yay, or puts a thumbs up, and then Weird Al leaves, super happy, elated. What a nice guy! Wow, <laughs> Michael Jackson is turning into a werewolf in the background. Now he doesn't pay attention to it at all, and then he leaves. Yeah. Michael Jackson also when he's werewolf mode you think he's gonna like attack or something but he just like waves he's like bye yeah see. um so that was a funny sequence I- I'll just give a little bit of tidbit about Weird Al's process for parodies with parody law where like their the music the mu- laws and precedents with creating music parodies you're allowed to just make them that's why there's so many bad ones because you're just allowed to fucking make a parody and it's it's protected under different copyright laws there's also interpolation where you like take a bit of the song and like put it in yours or like use a bit of somebody else's song and make it into a whole song that those are situations where you have to give writers credit and royalties but parody totally fine weird al has made a career out of asking all the people he wanted to parody if they could use their song 
And some examples of this not going well are Michael Jackson always yes. Michael Jackson and Weird Al were like not friends, but like he was like that's cool. Michael Jackson was kind of a weird dude, I think, when it came to stuff like like the stuff that we know whatever. I'm talking about like he did like the soundtrack for Sonic the Hedgehog 2 as like an unrated an uncredited uh, thing and like he's the voice of that character in uh the simpsons that time uncredited um michael jackson yeah lisa it's your birthday yeah, he's he's, no, literally, he's playing a man who thinks he's michael jackson yes yeah, yeah. uncredited so there are situations so when he went into this haunted mansion i forgot about this 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 bit and I thought, because nowadays Michael Jack, uh, Weird Al tells stories about trying to get Prince to sign off on parodies, and he's only ever done style parodies of of Prince because Prince was like hard no, fucking hard. If you do that, I'll see you into the future. I'll see you into oblivion. And I thought this was going to be a a take on that. And I I wrote down in my notes, I was like, oh, is he doing a Prince bit this early in his career? It was Michael Jackson, obviously, but Prince famously said no. Kurt Cobain famously said yes, but it better not be about food. And it wasn't. Yeah. It was about fans of Nirvana, basically. Um, Julio uh, famously hated his cover, his Amish Paradise, famously hated it, and they got they had a bit of a beef. Um, Madonna, the, the in the weird movie, how she's like the weird owl effect, like brings your brings your sales up a bit. That's yeah. real. That's a real thing that happened in Madonna. Um, then there's James Blunt recently, like in the last 10 years, was like, he made the song. It was called You're Pitiful instead of You're Beautiful. And his record <laughs> company was like, do not release that. You're not getting, you can release that if you make $0 from it, essentially. Uh, and then Eminem, um, he made the the 8 Mile parody about TV. And Eminem hated it. And they were about to make the music video for it. It was about to be the single. And Eminem is like, do not make a video for that. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. So like he gave him his permission and then reneged and was like, do not make do anything else with that. So Weird Al has some had some near misses and stuff over his career. But for the most part, everybody else is like, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that little boost in, in record sales because you put out a parody. Sure. That's the history of the Weird Al effect weird that people are so anti having a parody of their song i don't know i guess they just don't want people to <laughs> be humming the wrong version yeah. while they walk down the street prince famously took himself way too seriously like well he was also an insane person it was also an insane artist person like those uh those uh charlie murphy stories from Chappelle's show about going to prince's i believe happened word for word yeah, or if you wanted to play basketball and eat pancakes and shit, like if you've ever heard the Kevin Smith stories about Prince's house and how yeah. crazy it is, yeah. That's why I thought this bit was like was a Prince thing. <clears throat> I feel like um, Weird Al doesn't really like hate on the people who no. say no though. He's he's just like, you know, it's their music. Like if they can say no if they want to, and if they do, I don't do it. Because he this, also could just do it. Like he, he he could just do it if he wanted to. Even in this moment when he's asking Michael Jackson if he can if he can use his song, he's like, it's a parody of Beat It, but it's Eat It. Even he yeah, knows it's kind stupid. of embarrassed. <laughs> I would like some Liberace uh, Hawaiian shirts, please. Where do you get a Liberace Hawaiian shirt? 
I don't know. Is that was that one that Weird Al was wearing in the movie? He there was a moment where they had like a rack of uh, oh, like fancy yeah. Hawaiian shirts. So I think that's this next moment because uh, Dick Clark kind of so his career is off and running after this because he gets to do Eat It, um, and then and then we get the Eat It music video, which is a one to one recreation of Beat It, basically. Sometimes his videos were like a loose like loot pretty loose but with his two michael jackson songs specifically beat it and fat they're like one-to-one recreations of the videos because they're such good music videos and so another interesting thing is later in the movie we see rick derringer rick derringer um had some hits in the 80s and famously michael jackson had uh, van halen play on eat it or beat it rick derringer who most famously wrote the song Real American, which is Hulk Hogan's entrance theme from the 80s. He does the guitar on Eat It because he's also a, like a kind of guitar virtuoso guy. And nice. I always thought that that was a neat thing. And also he he wrote Real American, which is Hulk Hogan's wrestling theme. And you guys know how I feel about wrestling. Love um, it. Yeah, so Dick Clark, we get a, the one cameo in the movie as Steve is a ruminating on is uh dick clark who was a famous radio television personality for instance uh that when the ball drops in new york city that special is called uh dick clark's new year's Eve special <laughs> now it's hosted by ryan seacrest but there's basically been you know dick clark and then ryan seacrest to be the guy who presents things I wish that I could have gotten that role. It turns out that late later in life, I that's like what I want to do. I want to just present things. But now I'm too old, I'm fat, and bald to get a wig and a lose twenty pounds and become twenty years younger. Also, would help if I could just get a de aging machine and just be twenty. What years about younger. Bob Barker? Bob Barker started when he was young, though. That's fine. Bob Barker started in the '60s. Yeah, but he, he was better it. when he was older. True. But you got to get that. That's why I'm doing so much podcasting now. So I have a 20 year podcasting career before I finally get, you know, that fame and fortune from podcasting. Not that, you know, this, this thing's not going to take off here. How many viewers do we have right now? Three. I'll take her. All three uh, of us. All three of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So then we get that montage of them loading things into his hotel room. And then this is another kind of goes on for too long montage of just like things being put in a room changing up pictures with transformers paintings uh the song that's the song that's playing here is midnight star which is uh basically as i was talking about earlier it is supposedly a style parody of um toto but weird al does have a few songs that are 100 percent just weird al and this one is one of them Another one is Albuquerque, uh, the hardware store, which started as a parody of um, a Presidents of the United States of America song, but then he just changed trajectory halfway through. He's got a few songs, and the thing Weird Al has his own sound, which is interesting. Weird Al does have does write pop rock, and it has a sound to it. So if you go back and listen to old Weird Al albums, the songs that aren't parodies or style parodies pastiche are do have like a certain sound to them and i've always found that to be interesting i'm also a huge nerd so i lost on jeopardy (laughs) baby 
And then I realized that this is the closest music, closest to a music video we'll probably ever have for Midnight Star. Midnight Star is a song about um, a fictional tabloid called the Midnight Star, and in the song, he's just talking about different, like Bat Boy. You know, uh, we have a telephone, a telephone that lets you talk to the dead. You know, tabloid headlines, Bigfoot scene in the city um etc yeah <laughs> yeah i wish the weird i did make a note here that i was like i wish the the weird owl story newer movie had more like it has some really absurd things in it but i wish it i wish it had more of like this part because this kind of part of his career in that movie is just where he goes on that drug trip which is pretty <laughs> absurd um then the oh i wanted to do so the fans buying merch part i wanted to know how much 30 so the pins are seven bucks <laughs> seven dollars adjusted for inflation uh inflation okay let me see if i can f figure this out quickly okay well this is gonna i'm i'm guessing that 35 dollars because they say seven for 35 or whatever 35 dollars 1985 to 2023 would be holy shit <laughs> so when he's like seven dollars or five for 35 that 35 dollars adjusted for inflation is 98 dollars nice that's a lot of money for yeah seven dollars is 19 dollars and 64 cents yeah that's that's a trivial fact that we just found out and they have a weird fake weird owl who they're taking I mean, that's how much with. shit is if you go to a concert. That's true. That's true. A hoodie. Um, I wanted to get a hoodie at uh, Aussie. And speaking like, up, if anyone wants a hoodie, we have we have artwork to put on hoodies. We're gonna put it up on our Redbubble, possibly on Steve's Redbubble. Maybe we'll make our own. <laughs> we should probably make our own because then I'll be getting all the money. <laughs> yeah, and you'll lie and you'll make millions of dollars off our backs and our hard work. Just Listen, kidding. I have hundreds and hundreds of images up there and I don't make a lot. <laughs> so make like $40 a month. Hey, that's pretty good. A lot of people buy stickers. A lot of people like your pictures of the Batman's Rogues Gallery and I don't blame them. Good. Go check out Steve's Red Bubble. Bubble Black Fly, I assume. It is. That's correct. And also buy our hoodies. Um, we have merch now, technically. This is a soft, this is our soft ad or soft Shameless plug. It's not shameless. I got no shame. Shameful. Shameful. So shameful plug. <laughs> I don't have any shame, but this is quite shameful. Um, I'll tell you what I do like. I like sleeping in a single person pod, sleep pod. We're thing. not there yet. We're almost Damn. there. Not quite. Um, the just the last thing I wanted to mention before we moved on was Weird Al starts walking up. Somebody grabs him. They get a picture. And then we get live concert footage of him playing uh, Buckingham Blues. Which is a blues song about the um can't have dead oh, air, Kalen. If I stop talking, you gotta go, buddy. No, I was letting you this is the just the signal that I want to say something after you're done. Say it. Um, we are now at the moment where the movie title <clears throat> actually give it a few more seconds. Uh movie title shout out at one hour thirty-four minutes and eleven seconds. 
Oh, does he sit, literally say the complete owl? Oh, yeah, at the end. Yeah. He's like, at this the is end, the yeah. complete owl. And then the That's camera moves up. Okay. Great. Thank um, you. You couldn't find an MPAA rating, eh? No, no MPAA. This movie was not released in the theaters. It was on TV. It's a TV movie. Oh. So no MPAA. I think it was also sold at concerts on VHS, as I recall. It was released in 1985 um in september i believe or august 1985 on the television and then september 1985 it was released on video cool and then in november of 2014 it was released on dvd yeah and i do regret not owning this on dvd just to like have i bet it's super expensive right now probably did uh, steve i know you like to be as legit as possible were you able to did you look up buying the the uh like a hard copy of it at all uh not a hard copy no i was no. looking for digital copies but i couldn't find it and i mean i could find it but i just rented it because i was like i don't think i need this we're out of nowhere weird i was gonna get a royalty check for three cents be like wow three people have fucking rented this off youtube all at the same time <laughs> maybe we'll give him a boost he'll get yeah. some other rent from watching this it'll be the hey did you see this one effect where yeah because we talk about it we talk about movies and they get a little boost i wonder if that happens on the big movie podcasts i wonder if like, it did for me it uh for the one that i follow yeah like i wonder if like when red letter media does those retro retroscopes is that the word retrospectives retrospective <laughs> reviews uh I wonder, I wonder it if, definitely like, does yeah if people with millions of followers because like i listen to a podcast every sunday and they do filmographies for directors and some of the movies i've never seen so i'll try and find them to, to watch yeah. in some way before i listen to the podcast and i know that i'm not alone in that and they yeah. have like millions of followers. if a hundred thousand people do that like if a podcast with a million listeners if a hundred thousand people go and like rent the movie or buy the movie digitally i bet the people go oh a little boost there yeah 45 Boost me cents. up scotty 45 cents were the royalties this month buddy uh then we get another interview with his parents his dad is kind of a natural actor but his mom is like clearly reading off a cue card which i thought was <laughs> kind of endearing but his dad seemed to kind of have it a little bit kind of have that ability to just be natural on camera um, and they talk about how he everything was going fine and then he fucking just had to go on jeopardy and lose all his money and then we get the music video for Jeopardy. The Jeopardy music I'm video is, Jeopardy. is very humorous. It's basically Weird Al just sucking at Jeopardy. Um, I like the beat. It's a great song. It's a great tip. Um, I want to actually listen to the original because I don't know if I've ever actually heard it before. Um, Our love's in Jeopardy, baby. baby. Ooh, those oohs, man. I love those oohs. And then he goes to Japan. And then he goes to Japan. <laughs> so I'm watching this going, is this culturally insensitive? I don't think so. I think that it is. The sleep pod, is that real or was that a joke? That no, kind of seemed insensitive. That's a, no, that's, that's a real thing. thing. Those are real. Oh. Because okay. absolutely real. Well, then, Jap no, I don't think it's insensitive. Japan is a small place with a huge population. So they perfected the living in close quarters, living in small areas sort of thing. The thing that I thought was a little bit insensitive was he kept speaking Spanish, kept opening like a Spanish. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, that's kind of like a funny... Yeah, I don't think funny. he was doing that to like 
locals on the street it's, i think yeah. that he was he was the people were definitely in on the joke and like if he's it's pretty funny that he's opening the wrong translation book and speaking the wrong language and he's speaking a language that is spoken pretty commonly in his home country <laughs> in his home country he lives in los angeles it's pretty <laughs> close to mexico big spanish-speaking population in la um i do really like that they showed so this is pre-internet if you would have seen the greaser culture just in a video in a weird out video do you think that's so bizarre uh with the internet and with the world becoming smaller i i do know about that greaser culture how um japan has this fascination with 1950s aesthetics to the point where they make like motorcycles and and outfits and have pompadours that get increasingly bigger and bigger comically huge pompadours johnny bravo exactly um and this is like the early days of it clearly because the pompadours are pretty pretty good you know they're pretty small or they they just kind of look like elvis but if you go look up like uh, japanese greaser, greaser culture um you'll see some pretty crazy outfit outfits and motorcycles and pompadours and just there there's a gang of um of greasers in the uh in a game i played recently in uh uh yakuza like a dragon which is a, like a kind of a parody of the yakuza games by the same creators in the world of yakuza it's a more of a comedy and it's a, it's a jrpg and you get all this like you see all these weird all these weird little subgenres in it but the there's this gang of greasers and they have giant pompadours and i thought that it was great to see this um he doesn't like oh the cultural the cultural insensitivity was when they're looking at the food that doesn't even look that bad and he sees fish eyes and goes yeah, and then gets mcdonald's which again is like a little bit insensitive but also like it's a it's a joke it's a gag i don't think it's that bad yeah i think the joke is that he's getting mcdonald's like that's the yeah. that's the funny part um i really liked when they show him performing eat it on uh on tv was that real was that from an actual broadcast or something it's i think like so because weird yeah. al has a few songs that he's translated into japanese the thing about him being huge in japan is real Nice. Um, and that's the thing that happens. That's like uh, how David Hasselhoff's music career, he's huge in Germany. Huge. Like a, like Elvis. Uh, I think that that's great that they did this with the like the, the guy eating a bunch of food and like the sumo wrestler guys like dancing. In he the eats background. a goldfish, like a live goldfish. Was that what was in that cup? That's why yeah. he's like, ugh. Yeah, that guy, the guy who does that was probably some big performer, some comedian of the 80s. Um, which is great. Then he goes to a pachinko parlor, and pachinko is a game that I really want to try. It seems to be incredibly addictive, incredibly fun. It's kind of like uh, kind of like slot machines and roulette mixed together. He gets hooked, uh, and then he goes back. This is when we get the capsule. He goes and sleeps in the capsule, and I think that that capsule will be fun to sleep in. I always kind of interpreted them as being. Uh, more small and claustrophobic but that looked like it was enough room for for me to stay in if i needed to <laughs> i think it'd be fine you get a little tv and you get am fm radio and yeah i like sleeping in torpedo <laughs> i like sleeping in torpedo yeah yeah then we get a segment of al tv which i talked about a little about briefly he makes some 
kind of goofy jokes, but I ate this shit up when I was a kid. So just to reiterate, Weird Al would take over the station. And it wouldn't just be like, so LTV and, and Al Music were a little bit different. LTV was like pre-recorded tape that would be interstitials for his music videos. And he would take over, he'd only take over for a couple hours and then they'd show it again probably the next day. Like it would be, it'd be, it'd be live Saturday night and then Sunday afternoon they'd show it again. Al Music, when he would take over much, they were live so he would just be it. He would like the VJs would walk around and be like talk and like go out onto um, Queen Street and talk to people on Queen Street and you know make little jokes and stuff. Like Rick the Temp, I remember him just being on Queen Street between music videos. <laughs> and then uh, Weird Al did that. So he was just live, and then he'd perform, and then they'd show music videos. And I used to tape them, and I had them. I had he had like three. He did it like three times during my childhood. And I had them all on tape somewhere, and I'd really like to go back and watch them. And that's where the uh, those fake interviews that he does, have you seen those before? Where he yeah. takes a real interview and puts himself in as the interviewer and then makes it sound like they're saying funny things. That's where that came from, from LTV and L Music. And um, re- really big part of my childhood there. I wish that Weird Al still did that. I think that would be funny. But the thing is, is like, much music shows sitcoms all day. And like no yeah, music, much music sucks. And I think MTV shows reality TV all day, and like no music video. Yeah, boo. Nobody cares about music videos anymore. It's true because <laughs> you can just go to, just go to Vivo or YouTube even. Yeah, I do like music videos still, but th- because nobody watches music videos, you don't get those crazy elaborate videos anymore. Really, you'll 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 get like a this is america childish gambino like you'll get something like that every now and then but for the most part it's just somebody like singing on a stage or a band literally just playing with there's know. there's those three by the weekend that kind of tell like a whole story arch that's cuz the weekend arch. is like the weekend is like he he's an artist right like he he likes to he likes to do things like that but for every but then you'll get like ariana grande just like singing yeah. as a music video Lady Gaga still makes good music videos, I'm pretty sure. Like the the video for applause, for instance, is very good. Um, and he just makes dumb little jokes throughout this. I did like the one about um Abba and Elvis Costello are going on tour and they're called Abba and Costello. I thought that was good. And then ZZ Top, when they shave their beards, they're just the three stooges. Uh, his favorite sandwich is strawberry ice cream, carrots, and mustard on holy bread, which is something I used to quote. There's the a way he's in there too. Oh, there was a Twinkie in there too. Twinkie, we need your sandwich. You'll uh, you'll know about his love for Twinkies from the next two movies. Um, <laughs> the way he says whole wheat bread in that, I remember quoting that all the time when I was a kid. I'm whole wheat bread. Um, then we get. At least it's healthy. What? At least it's healthy. Yeah, ish. Got carrots in it. The uh, music video for This Is the Life plays here to sort of represent like how he's kind of rich and famous at this point but do you guys know which movie that song's from it was used nope. in a michael keaton movie no uh let me one second here i can't remember the name of the movie i i can't remember the name of the movie but i know which movie it is um it is on the original motion picture soundtrack 
for the comedy, the 1984 comedy, Johnny Dangerously, which nice. is a, a parody of like mafia movies, which I've never mafia. seen. I've never seen, but would enjoy watching thoroughly. Okay, sorry, you guys are getting sleepy. We're, get, <coughs> we're, getting, me, sorry. we're getting up there in time. Um, th- that's when we got the first appearance of Harvey the Wonder Hamster, which uh, Steve, you'll remember from the Weird Al show. Yes. Bits with the hamster and then the song Harvey the Wonder Hamster from the Running of Scissors album. Uh, then we get the State of Shock. The gag with Harvey the Wonder Hamster. The gag with Harvey the Wonder Hamster is that he always is like, I love you, Harvey. You're so sweet. And then he murders him horribly. I also <laughs> wonder since 1985 how many Harvey the Wonder Hamsters there have been. Probably a lot. They don't live too long, them hamsters. No, my favorite bit from the Weird Al show was when Macho Man elbow dropped Harvey the Wonder Hamster. Do you remember that? Macho Man Randy, Sa- Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay, the stage shot bit, which is what Caleb was just doing, which is they couldn't get, they couldn't show the song, so they just got a guy to sort of sing it. Um, then the bit about ancient astronauts writing old school music. The thing that I, I mentioned earlier with Fleetwood Mac. Babaloo. What? Mm, Babaloo or whatever it was yeah. written on rocks. Written on rocks. Mm, Babaloo. White album says, thanks, Bob. Um, if And then he's like, if you look at this Le- Zeppelin album, it's perfectly round. And he wobbles in. He's like, this is probably yeah. what an alien spaceship would sound like. And then he puts a scoop of cottage cheese on it. And he's like, ah, yes, cottage cheese. Um, makes it look like a UFO and then he plays Don't Fear the Reaper backwards and it's just like a bunch of astronauts thanking each other for <laughs> inventing rock and roll. Look, I liked that. I thought that was fun. But that's not the movie. It's from his show. It's different. Like That's the thing that's annoying to me is that it's not the movie. This is not the movie. They're showing footage from something else. That's true. It's like literally padding time in a movie that's already too long. This movie's, an hour, <laughs> this movie's an hour and 40 minutes long and it's like a lot of it is just stuff from his television appearances his music videos just like hacked up and then splintered together with uh or splinted together with uh things that aren't fun like bad bits that's the thing that i find annoying i'm now seeing right now the fleetwood mac balls thing but yeah you're both right he did make those <laughs> he made those those lines white so you could see them a little bit better but and now I'm like Fleetwood Mac. They were. I never noticed that before. Yeah, I thought it was just his weird string belt. It's Lindsey Buckingham's testicles. Then we get a bit that's sort of back to like the movie movie. Uh, we get a a bit that's a parody of um, Brian Wilson's Pet Sounds album, which was like Brian Wilson going nuts for a year putting together Pet Sounds. Um, but in this case, this the album's called Me, Myself, and I, and it doesn't exist. And it's because it got deleted when he walked through airplane security with the tapes. So there we'll you go. never know. So, and like, then they got deleted by the the airport or like a magnet by the magnets. The tapes? And, I mean the magnets and the oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it sucks. I would love to hear his crazy album. We get like you can kind of hear in the background some music that just sounds like a song being played backwards, which is kind of it's kind of a parody of like of the Pet Sounds thing, but also like the White Album had Revolution Number Nine, which was just a weird mess of noise core. Um, 
we get an interview with Rick Derringer here about how they're all worried about Weird Al. Uh, Weird Al's just fucking around in the background, just being a weirdo. And then we get an interview with his parents again. And I forget what they say here. I didn't write down what they said, but it does. It is an interlude for the like a surgeon video. So were they like, I wish, I wish my boy could have been a doctor. Is that kind of what happened there? I don't remember. Yeah, they're talking about him wanting to be an architect because oh, yeah. they make money, but then doctors Doctor make more money, money. and, yeah. no, and then it's like if you want, or yeah, it's just <laughs> just just Ex- them talking. Extremely high culture stuff. Uh, then we get the music for like a surgeon. We're almost done here, and we're we're hitting our we're hitting our hard time pretty good, which is never happens. There's was exactly enough content to talk about for this episode. It's not like when we do a John Carpenter movie, we could easily go four hours. Um, right. So then we get a bunch of merch gags, which th- he this can put is- his leg behind his head. I was impressed with that. That's true. He can. That's a famous. That's a weird owl famous trait. Uh, we just get the a bunch of merch stuff, which is there's like a throwing disc and a punch inflatable and a weird owl costume with people dressed up like weird owl and the edible bikini was the huge punchline there and it's also whatever. another gag that's in a lot of stuff too right and yeah. done to more applaud and more laughter <laughs> like space balls the flamethrower imagine yeah. they had a weird owl flamethrower that would be funny that would have been funny and then uh talks about yankland here he holds up in his Yankland home owned by Charlie Chaplin, Ricardo Montalban. And then we get the gag with the girls blocking their face. We've seen with a lot of high profile actresses, but of course they don't want to be seen with Weird Al. And he's just like, um, yeah. And then we're about to get the video here for one more minute, but the producer accidentally puts on Babes in Bondage, which is probably a <laughs> porno, I assume. Um, and the music video for one more minute is another example of it being in this book, but the forward saying that it's music videos for things you've never seen. And I remember that video vividly because I love that song. Um, I'd love to do it as karaoke someday. I'll join you. Sweet. We can do a duet. And then we get the um directors and producers talking about how weird al's gone too far and how he's acting like a crazy person and then weird al comes in and just like starts pitching all these weird ideas like i want a kiwi and no an eggplant no a kiwi and i want to i want somebody to be dressed up in bandages and i want those bandages to be green green. and he gets on the table and he's flailing and just giving ideas and one guy's like well i guess you'd also what want to see somebody riding into the sunset on horsies he's like yeah that's a great idea an but army he, of potato heads. Yeah. He's get he's just listing off things that happened in the Dare to be Stupid video, which is the final video they play. And it's one of my favorite Weird Al videos of all time. And it's it's cool that you give us that little bit of information about how he uh he came up with that for this complete uh, I don't know if the songs came up front for this. No, the songs just the music but, videos yeah. were uh yeah. The album at the, like I said, the album at the time would have been the Dare to be Stupid album. Interestingly, Dare to be Stupid was used in the Transformers movie as well. What? Yeah, it's in there. It's in there. It's on the soundtrack. Um, I don't think it gets to the Dare to be Stupid. I think just the opening bit is in a scene. Like the... Oh, no. 
Oh Maybe yeah, that's, that's so familiar. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Basically, that happens, and then Al has a breakdown. That's when he says the name of the movie. I didn't really have any theories for this one. There's no theory corner. Um, of more facts. This is the most probably research I've done without having to do research, just because I know so much about Weird Al. I think that I've gotten my knowledge dump of Weird Al out for this one. Nice. So when we do the actual movies, I'll be we'll be talking more about actual movies that are that have been made. Well, the other um, movies are movies. They have narrative and structure yeah. and story. <laughs> I, I totally didn't realize, Steve, it's funny that you brought up the fact that it's just a bunch of mishmash because when it <clears throat> switches to the Al TV, the narrator's like, then he did Al TV, and then it just shows a half hour of Al TV. Yeah, footage. like it shows a big chunk of something that isn't the movie. It's like, it reminds me of those like Tenacious D shorts that were on HBO years and years ago um, as if they were to show those and then just have you know, like lengthy music videos and then just like other random stuff in between it all without any kind of real connecting tissue to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, it just doesn't work for me, but it's all, it's just like not a, not a movie. <laughs> it's not a movie. It's not even a mockumentary really. It's just like a collection of stuff, yeah. which I guess is fine. It's the complete out, right? For the time. Yeah. It's just think- a collection of his work. I think say more and make it your final thought and we'll just do final thoughts out of that. All right. Um, you know, while I like Weird, Weird Al and, you know, I, I still like his music for the most part and I did like it a lot when I was a kid. I've kind of, you know, like a lot of the older comedy that we do on this, you feel like you, you grow past it. But the, the nice thing about Weird Al is that his stuff, when you go back to it, you don't find it riddled with stuff that is like no longer appropriate and it's just painful to watch there's one modern lens there's one song he made that is that he actually kind of apologized for and he does like a jamaican patois for um uh for uh gonna buy me a condo and that's just because doing a appropriating an accent is like don't do that yeah but i mean even that is not as bad as most of the stuff that we find when we go watch a, a comedy, even from like the late nineties. Yeah. Um, but I do think that he's more entertaining as a musician and a performer than he is as an actor. Um, there's, it's always, I'm always very aware that he's acting. He doesn't feel natural. Um, and when you watch him in interviews and stuff, you can tell that like he is putting on a persona for these acting roles, but they're not, they don't feel real. And I do think that he gets better, like as he gets older, I think next week will be interesting because it is it's I think it's only four years after this movie. Um, and then, you know, you look at something like weird where his role in that movie is very minimal, which is smart on his part to not play himself in the movie and to get somebody who is a very, very good actor very, very <laughs> to, good to actor. play him. <laughs> um, good idea. But this is not a movie. It's not a mockumentary. It's just a collection of music videos and segments from other works broken up by very flat comedic bits. Uh, I didn't hate it, but I didn't find it uh, to be easy to get through. It was was kind of a chore for me. And uh, I don't have any nostalgic connection to it in any way. I do not remember his show outside of the kids show that I told you about. Um, I don't know if I've ever even seen it, to be honest. 
and it's also pretty clear that most of the money went to filming the new music videos which is fine but when it comes to talking about something like this there's not much meat on the bone for me i mean obviously you were able to fill the time with your extensive knowledge about weird al and i'm just gonna have to take you at your word on everything you said <laughs> even up. though a lot of the time when you talk about things i'm like i don't know, I know. if this is true or not but <laughs> i know dude i'm i promise you that i everything i said was correct Okay, I, I believe a lot about I'm Final not going to go look into Weird it. Al and wrestling. Those are the three. Those are my three subjects that if I went on Jeopardy, I'd probably dominate. Mm-hmm. Um, I do look forward to watching the more narrative based movies, but overall, I found this movie to be dull and unfunny. I give it a dare to be stupid, and it accepted the dare. And now we're both looking at each other embarrassed. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that was like really real nice all right that was a, a scathing review of of uh the complete owl kalen i, do, I can't i don't think i can recommend this to somebody who has no connection to it at all like right. if you like the weird movie with daniel radcliffe that does not mean you're gonna like this movie at all like no. so anyway sorry go ahead that's okay kalen hit us with it um so yeah it was mentioned earlier but i feel like this movie helped me understand jason uh that much better (laughs) um i'm not a huge weird al fan but i enjoy it enough um as far as my what went well the barry cohen character the it was in my opinion so bad that it was good Uh, and then my even better was the like the filler videos like that you were talking about Steve and um, you know maybe do a behind the scenes of the making of the video or something instead of like those actual those clips Um, the fact that this was so hard to find I'm gonna say it's a buy because you're probably rolling in dough if you own the original copy and I give it a year round of Hawaiian shirts. Cool, that's good. That's good. It, 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 I feel like you, uh, you may have liked it a bit more than Steve. Steve, Steve, I think you may have been a little bit too analytical. And Kalen, you, you saw the whimsy. But this is a movie review podcast, so I appreciate both of your views. This, for my final thought, I, I didn't write anything down. I was just gonna wing it because, like, this movie is special to me for particular reasons not because I think it's a good movie. And I wanted to do it much like we did Cannibal the Musical last year, which was, it's kind of a hard thing to find. I think that was free on YouTube. Like I just wanted to get a complete picture of a certain thing. And last year it was Trey Parker and Matt Stone's Filmworks. This year it's Weird Al's Filmworks. Um, but this movie sort of is all encompassing for his career up to that point. And while it is wacky and, and silly, it does it is sort of a cool time capsule for this era of weird al which i really like um now i'm not going to give this movie a high rating I'd probably give it like a 1.5 or a 2 out of 5 which i think is pretty generous um that said it it's very like nostalgically it's crazy how hard this hit me like i got up today and i was like i don't really feel like doing this like I, I kind of dropped the ball on getting together on time today and felt kind of crappy when I woke up and started watching it. I just get, kept getting these pangs of fucking nostalgia and core memories unlocked and bada boom, bada bing. And by the end of it, I was stoked to talk about it. I was excited to talk about Weird Al. So 
I can't I can't say I would recommend it to somebody that tangentially knows who Weird Al is. And I wouldn't say, you know, if you like the weird movie, go back and watch The Complete Al. If you liked the weird movie, go watch UHF because those two movies go together, then this will go together with either of them. But for me, there was a point where all I had was this and UHF for Weird Al movies. And I used to kill them. I used to watch, I used to rent them like alternating weekends sometimes just to always have some sort of Weird Al on the on the tape deck. Like I remember getting Bad Hair Day for Easter so vividly and getting and slamming chocolate and listening to Amish Paradise and getting a stomach ache. Like <laughs> sense memories that way right that's how big a fan i was at different times like i remember discovering the uh, polka party album which i didn't know existed like i had that one going through cds and finding that and being like i didn't even know it existed blew my mind that was a good one i had yeah i know and i I, you know i i am a fan of weird al and i've always liked weird al since i discovered him i just uh I don't know. I don't think it's fair to call this a movie. <laughs> no, and I agree with you. But you, do, you do see what I'm saying, right? Like comparatively, it's it's kind of like a Cannibal the Musical, where it's objectively bad, but it's kind of necessary to get a yeah. Full but at picture. least Cannibal the Musical has a a narrative, a narrative. to follow, yeah. and it's there's a story there, and you can see acting chops from people that are now you know essentially like billionaires. That's true. Um, and but I I did I did appreciate that you were able to speak so uh, confidently about the history of like just weird al in general which is good because like i found that more interesting than i did the movie itself um i forgot to do my what went well and what could have been better but i mean what went well for me was the music videos that they made i guess that came out of this and you know they were able to air those and i'm sure that was really good for his career um what could have been better they should have tried their hardest to get more uh likable or known faces to to play some of those characters that were just like day player actors i don't know mm-hmm. if they were just friends of his or something but if even if they just had one or two sprinkled throughout or like got them to play different characters or something you know get creative with it in some way it could have made a huge difference in the quality of the humor because yeah. it's one thing to write a funny joke but to to perform it is completely different i think yeah my what went well is uh the the mockumentary bits that were actually engaging were fun and the music videos obviously are music videos so they're timeless they're great um even better i think that i think that if they made a separate release of al music or al tv and condensed this one a little bit more and made like two separate things that sort of go together one where you get all of you get like a complete al set right where one side of it is is Al, whatever Al music existed at the time, which is probably only the first one, which is probably only about three hours long, right? With the music videos. And then a more doc- mockumentary style mockumentary that's based more heavily off of Spinal Tap, where- Side A and side B. So like side A mockumentary, side B, the music video. The music videos, you know what I mean? Because it felt like putting the music video videos in kind of stops the story. And yeah. I get I get what they were trying to do. This is like a supplemental thing that they wanted to sell at concerts and show on TV. You know what I mean? But if, if they hadn't known that Weird Al was going to... Like, if they did one of these now, it'd be so much better. Like, it'd be so... They would probably do something like that and it would be made to be sold at concerts. A lot of times you can get full concert wow. albums at his concerts. Like, you can get the... Um, the uh, Alpocalypse tour concert at when you go to his show. 
and it's great to see a full concert of Weird Al's on tape like that. But you know, I think this is this is good enough it's, for the time. It's also mind blowing to me that it's an hour and forty minutes, which means that this was probably shown on TV over the course of three hours. Yeah, with commercial yeah, breaks with and stuff, it was probably yeah. a three hour long thing. And like a news <laughs> a news break. Insane. To me. Remember when they'd have like a ten minute news break in the middle of like the in the middle, Sunday like movie? yeah, like a fifteen minute long like chunk where you could just go scarf some dinner down quick yeah uh yeah so that anyway. said um i give this movie a um uh twinkie wiener sandwich nice <laughs> basically and well, that's a good thing or a bad thing it's got good elements Delicious. and it's got bad elements buddy <laughs> with extra <laughs> with extra spray cheese like all the pieces are good but when you put them together it's Ugh, uh, there's some bad shit it I it blew my mind when I was twelve, and there was no other Weird Al media. That you know what I mean. Like I saw this before UHF, also. So that's that. That was my only context during that time. But uh, with that, I think uh, I think we're gonna gonna take this bad boy home. Take right. us home. So um, let's see here. For Kalen and for Steven, I'm Jason. For Steven and Jason, I'm Kellen. For Jason and for Kaylin, I am Steven. And we have to ask the same question we ask each, each and every week, and that's, hey, did you see this one? <laughs> hey, did, did you see this one? Hey, did you see this one? Hey. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da